On today's show, we discussed Donald Trump and Mo Brooks. If you have not heard about that, you'll definitely want to listen. And after that, we talked about what the Alabama legislature is not doing, which is sometimes a good thing, but probably not so much this time. Stick with us. You're going to love it. Welcome into Alabama Unfiltered. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Beeson. Allison Sinclair is with me. Amy Beth Shaver is also here as usual. Ladies, how are y'all? We're good. Great. Man, it's going to be a fantastic show today. Don't forget to uh, give us a thumbs up, like us, whatever you need to do, and tell your friends about this podcast. They can find it at all the regular locations where you find all of the award-winning, nationally known podcasts. That's where we are. It's us. So, uh, <laughs> so what's going on? There is big news out there. I mean, it's not wait. that we filled in for you today. That wasn't the big oh, news. Oh yes, the ladies did fill in on Scott Beeson Radio today. That you can find at scottbeesonradio.com. And uh, it went well. I listened. I listened in. Uh, I was at the dentist enjoying a uh, <laughs> procedure, but I did listen. I thought y'all did great. Thank you for letting us do it. It was so much fun. But and you have to talk a lot, and we're very proud of you. <laughs> I think you still have so a job. So now you know why I talk. What was it you said? I talked too much during the podcast? No. no. I just was really sympathizing. You do not talk I too said, much. Now we, I think I did say that. Now we know <laughs> why Scott talks so much on the podcast, because... When you're a one-man show, I mean, I I guess maybe we could do it, but, like, if Amy Beth wasn't there, she was a rock star. She just, I didn't know if I was supposed to push buttons or how to go to a break. And three hours is a long time. It is, but somehow we did it, and we had a lot of fun. And she's an insider, so it's like, Oh yeah, I don't know what she's sounding like the expert. You sometimes she, she was the like, expert. Oh, I know, really, I know this. I, I know, know she does. I mean, and there there might be some things I can't tell you. It's true. I was very totally faking. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know anything. <laughs> well, I think I think that's not true. I think we I, I we w- know that you know. Yeah, that We're watching you, watching thing. us, watching you. But that was the one thing I was like, because I'm an open book. But the things I know, I don't. I can't necessarily tell everybody. So I was really nervous that I was going to be like, yeah. So don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Don't the say earth it. is flat. Nobody knew. <laughs> There's a good argument t- for that. Well, we do have a gubernatorial <laughs> candidate well, that thinks maybe. the earth is flat. We, we, need to, we need to do that. We need to pursue that someday. Have you ever heard someone, like, if, if you've gone down that rabbit hole, if you go on the internet and start looking at the, the con- I mean, I won't say it's a conspiracy theory because I'm pretty sure it's probably not going to be proven true in the next two weeks, like things in American <laughs> politics. But uh, it is fascinating to... To learn some of those things. Well, Dean Odell wrote like a 300-page book about it. Really? The, our gubernatorial candidate, yes, about the earth being flat. Why have we not talked to him I, yet? I, we need to talk to him or read Because that's book. clearly I, unfiltered or Alabama unfiltered. Is, I, we do, you know what? That Everyone, we have a book club instantly on the spot, <laughs> and that is the book that we're going to read first. Then we're going to read another book after that. I don't I don't know the name. And if you read the book, you get a t-shirt. We don't have t-shirts, but we're going to make we're t-shirts. Working on so because no one's going to read the book. <laughs> because no one's going to. one of those promises. We'll have a meetup at like a coffee shop and we'll just make crap up, which is what our legislators do. I was about to say, and you sound like you're ready to run for office again because <laughs> so you've got it. There you, you go. If you support so me, you'll get a t-shirt and a, a t-shirt and a book. And maybe some candy. <laughs> So big news, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, President time. Trump's in the news. Um, Congressman Mo Brooks, who's running for the United States Senate, is in the news. Uh-huh. And so what was it? When did it come out this morning? So it came out earlier this morning that President Trump pulled his endorsement 
of Mo Brooks. And I don't know. Because Mo Brooks is a Russian spy. Well, I, because that's it. Mo Brooks He's a spy. Is, well, it's got, there's got to be some really personal. good reason, right? It does feel personal. So what was the stated reason? Well, the stated reason, um, quote, this is in Trump's um, statement, was that um, when I endorsed Mo Brooks, he took a 44-point lead and was unstoppable. Uh-huh. He then hired a new campaign staff who brilliantly right. convinced him to stop talking about the 2020 election. He listened right. to them. Then, according to the polls, Mo's 44-point lead totally evaporated uh-huh. based on his 2020 statement made at our massive rally in Coleman, Alabama. You and I both were there. Were you there? I was not there. I was there. Oh. I wasn't as close as you were. I was like on the third row but she's on the, the special right. people right no no, no. Yes, it's yes. just because i was late as usual but i i was on the front row and i remember watching mo mm-hmm. and i was probably 10 seats down from mike lindell mm-hmm. and then looking at mike lindell and then looking mm-hmm. at mo like oh and i knew i don't think mo minute and i've i don't know because i I've think had, if you get the transcript and you read it you're like oh that makes sense no he pretty but much said he said move on yeah. Because there's nothing. I mean, he, he didn't say because there's nothing we can do about it. But I was telling people the whole time, there's nothing we can do about it. They're not going to. And I had friends. I had, I had family members. I had supporters. And they're like, they give me a call. Scott, on uh, September 28th, Donald Trump's going to be back in the White House. I'm like, I may have the date wrong. But they literally believe because mm-hmm. there was this. This motion, this this movement out there that right. that they're going to change this thing and Trump's going to be back in the White House, which I always said that this is not going to happen, right? Because it is corrupt, but it's just not going to happen. And, and I felt like Mo Brooks is up there knowing what the process is. He's a very very smart guy. He's a very law and order guy, and he's basically saying we got to win in twenty twenty two, right? I don't think he. I don't think he meant twenty twenty wasn't stolen. I mean, he's he was being sued for saying twenty twenty was stolen. Right. He was one of the guys at the rally saying this was. You know, we've got to save the day. He's one of the guys in Congress saying, "Let's look at what was done." And he got bashed for it and beat Mm -hmm. down. And he's a right wing radical nut. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden. He, he's he's on the wrong side. I'm I'm just yeah. I, I don't buy that statement, and I'm a little bit upset that over and over and over again with President Trump, I feel like I have to defend or can't buy his statement, or he's not telling me the whole truth. That does eventually wear on you. It does. I think it is the the rally seems like because I was not there. Mm-hmm. You guys were that that Mo was stating an uncomfortable truth. And when those are stated, people are not quite ready to hear. Let's, that's a very good point. Let's move on. And that's what grownups do. Right. But it doesn't mean you, you're not going to try to find out what happened. It doesn't mean that. But he understood that there's this whole thing called a constitution right. that he was using as his foundation and his reasoning behind this is what I'm not going to do. Right. But you can be for the constitution and for an investigation. Right. I think right. so often in politics we pigeonhole people and say it's either this or Mm -hmm. that well it can be both and Mm -hmm. and we are so polarized in our thinking we need to adjust our lens to stop and say hang on you can do both but because donald trump doesn't do nuance 
Right. You know, he's right. pretty no, much no, black or true. white. That's true. Yeah. Then if you go against what he thinks, and he's the dude with the power right now, right? Forget it. That's but a I, very good point. Well, and I think Mo, what he he didn't do the both and part. Correct. Because I really don't think he meant let's move on and not look mm-hmm. back. What he didn't say was let's move on and still look right. back and yes. investigate. But we still have 2022 right. Right. that and we people, can't and lose And people focus. booed him at that thing when he said yeah. that because yeah. they were really revved up. There there was, I don't want to say who said it, but there was at least at least one, maybe two people who spoke beforehand who were literally like, we're gonna we'll get Donald Trump in the White House. This was on a Saturday. Was it a Saturday night? You yeah. Know, by Wednesday. That's, I'm, okay, I'm but misquoting. that's dumb. But, but that's, you can't but you do could, that. that. That was impossible. Right. Right. But it got the crowd revved up. Right. So anybody that follows after, mm-hmm. and and Congressman Brooks would be bad to say he can't do that. But Kinda. don't you think right. if if it, there's a way to finesse an answer? There is. That like okay, so Mo Brooks, um, his statement that he said after Trump put out his statement was, um, "This is why he said, this is why Mo Brooks says that President Trump rescinded his endorsement." Okay. Mm-hmm. President Trump asked me to rescind the 2020 elections, immediately remove Joe Biden from the White House, immediately put President Trump back in the White House, and hold a new special election for the presidency. As a lawyer, I've repeatedly advised President Trump that January 6th was the final election contest verdict, and neither the U.S. Constitution nor the U.S. Code permit what President Trump asked, period. Okay, all that is true. It is factually true, correct. But... If you're Mo Brooks and you're smart, you can say all that and still say, however, when I get to the Senate, I will lobby to investigate what happened in 2020. I will continue to fight for honest and free and fair elections. And I will do everything I can. One senator cannot reinstate a president to to back you up and support Mm -hmm. you in your efforts and figuring out what happened. And maybe that happened privately. I don't know. Well, wouldn't you think Mo Brooks would write that? I mean, if you're defending yourself. Uh, if you're you- very dry, maybe not. Um, I, you know, I would have added in the, I really, really wish that could happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Soften it some. Right. But mm-hmm. I don't see how it does. Right. And maybe I would even put in, you know, and even the contra- quote unquote controversial statement that President Trump's upset about. Guess what? I've been right. I was telling them the truth then. I'm telling them the truth now. I'm sorry, but the truth is the truth. And I think that would go a long way or would have gone a long way. What if this works in Mo Brooks' favor? Well, the last endorsement that Donald Trump made in the state for a United States Senate seat, that guy lost. I mean, I'm just saying, right? Right. I mean, what is if, that true? It, yeah, it's true. At the height of his, per- yeah. of his, of his popularity. He lost. He lost. Because he endorsed Luther Strange mm-hmm. for the U.S. Senate. And then um, Roy Moore gets the nomination, and the Republican machinery cranks up. The swamp machinery yeah. cranks up, and Doug Jones does. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that the, isn't that what y'all said? Yes, you were listening. Oh, you were listening. We got oh, Doug Jones. Okay, right. yeah. yeah. We did, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Look at you. And, this, and, the, and the Washington establishment was fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. So we got to see Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee – this week, sit and do whatever she's doing up there. Right. Uh, with good old Doug Jones sitting beside her. Do you see that? Yeah. I mean, uh, roll tide, right? 
<clears throat> I know. I'm hoping he's an Auburn guy. I, I you know. <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is, and like you were talking about earlier today, is that it does the, the machine doesn't care who wins. They do not care who goes to Washington. They care who loses, though. They do. They, they they have decided they don't want Mo Brooks in that spot. And right. I think, and my opinion is, and I think I'm right. This is not just my opinion. Mo Brooks votes very conservatively. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've always said about different people, whatever. I don't care if they're nice to me. I don't care if they say hello to me. I don't care if they come to my town's pancake breakfast. I don't care if they can claim they ever drove through my county. Just vote right and save the republic. That's all I care about. Yes. But a lot of Americans don't. They want to be stroked. They want to be, oh, he came by. Oh, he said this. I I don't really want that. That's not Mo Brooks. No, that is not Mo Brooks. And I don't know what the people of Alabama are going to do. He's a surgeon. He is. He's a surgeon. Is that how he surgeons is. are? Surgeons I, have zero bedside manner. Yeah, really? that's exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, they can be brilliant. Like, yeah. And Mel Brooks is. I'm going to take you out your liver. You might die. Dude. Hopefully you won't. <laughs> well, I mean, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. Because that's the truth. I just want to know you're like, good at it. things can go wrong. <laughs> well, right? Like, I don't need you to be my friend. I right. just, like you said. But yeah. that's how I see it. I think he's the surgeon of the group. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's going to get it done. But in our world of Care Bear Share... You know, right, right. we we want somebody to hold our hand and maybe take us to a picnic. Right. So here's a good <laughs> question. Be nice to us. Yes. So Trump ends his statement by saying, um, "I am hereby withdrawing my endorsement of Mo Brooks for the Senate. I don't think the great people of Alabama will disagree with me. Election fraud must be captured and stopped, or we won't have a country. I will be making a new endorsement in the new near future." Lots in that, but mm-hmm. do you think the people of Alabama will disagree with? President Trump with what he did today. I think a lot of people are going to ask why. Yeah. And I think when they see that statement, a lot of people are going to go, huh? Mm-hmm. That's what you've got. That's why I asked, did they find out he was a Russian agent? Right. Uh, you know, you, you've got to give me something more than at a rally. What, what, how many months ago was that? That was in August. And, and since August, multiple times he said, no, I'm sticking with, with Mo Brooks. I'm, so you got to give me something better. I think... I think some Alabamians are going to look at that and go, what? Do you think it discredits Trump? Yes, a little bit. Because I think he had a huge base, and I think Alabamians get with their person and they stick with their person. Mm -hmm. And I think over the course of this, like I said a minute ago, I think this could work in Mo Brooks's favor because then I think it makes people question Trump. And then Mm -hmm. it also then ushers Mm -hmm. in, because we were so for Trump, Someone like a Ron DeSantis to come and fill in his place to say, see, his his um, effect of endorsement on particular candidates has gone down. What did you say about like 15 percent? 15 percent. So that's gone yeah. down and it doesn't mean as much as it did. Um, and I think some people have Trump fatigue. We agreed right. with his policies. We appreciated mm-hmm. that he was a bull for us. But we also kind of get exhausted by saying, he didn't mean that. It's kind of like yeah, a five-year-old yeah. sometimes. Right. Like, they didn't mean to punch you in the face. They're, they're still learning. Right. Um, but they won't do it again. Okay. And you're going around doing that all the time. Yeah. And you're right. like, oh. Well, okay. So, so the, the Trump loyalty test. Right. Remember, there was all, mm-hmm. he was yes. always attacked for, you've got to have, be loyalty to, loyal to him. And, and the press was always bashing. So you can't kind of hear that. And when these kinds of things happen... Is there another congressman who stood up for him more than Mo Brooks did? Now, Mo Brooks wasn't for him way back when he was for Ted Cruz and said, hey, look, you can't trust a word this guy says. He's not going to be genuine, which, let's be honest. I, 
most Americans that thought was me. there's no way. That was me. I know. I think I, it was almost everybody yeah. who was shocked that Donald Trump actually did the things he said he would do. Right. But is Donald Trump loyal to the people who fall on the sword for him? Or if he decides he changes his mind, he just says, that's going to hurt my brand. This guy might lose. I'm not for him anymore. So, mm-hmm. so are you only for the people you think is going to win? And then here's my second question, because I'll forget it. How good of a job did Donald Trump do when it came to surrounding himself with people who actually helped him move his agenda forward? Mm. There was that time when he didn't like the Freedom Caucus guys, remember? Mm-hmm. And he was all in with Paul Ryan. Really? Yeah. With Paul Ryan, the establishment, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce kind of folks, and he was throwing, and he basically told us that the Freedom Caucus people were wrong and bad. Right. Because they weren't willing to make some deal he wanted to make. So... I'm looking back through all these months and years of me defending him and going, did I give him too much benefit of the doubt? Mm, that's, those are good questions. Yeah. I mean, I, I think to the second question, um, you know, he has to remember that as much as he would pull people in and push them back out again, um, turnabout's fair play. So if we choose to do the same thing, remember, that's exactly what you did. Mm. But that doesn't change. Here we go with the both and. You may be bombastic, but that doesn't change the good things that you did. Absolutely. So if he chooses to run again, then the biggest question is going to be, can he bring Kellyanne back? Because she seemed to be the only person to say, what are you doing? Right. Um, And also make sure that he understands that the people he surrounds himself with, much like Biden, can be a dumpster fire or it can be rainbow and sunshine. It Mm -hmm. literally depends on who you're listening to, which happens to be a biblical principle and who Mm -hmm. you're walking with. Right, right. Who your advisors are. This is going to be so interesting. I mean, it's really a weird, bizarre, um, I would say nationwide attention race. And 1819 came out with their own poll Mm -hmm. that has Mike Duran at 29%, Katie Britt at 27%, Mo Brooks at 23%, 16% undecided. Hmm. I would think that is probably, I think these people were taking Trump polls that showed Mo probably a lot lower than he was. I mean, Trump is not going to stick with a loser. His ego is way too big. No, I would. Right, but that's not that's. I mean, you're right. that's but you're not like saying. Yeah, I mean, you're. Well, that's Trump. why I'm asking the loyalty question. Yeah, I no, mean, I mean, if if, if we're, you and I are on the same page, and you go to bat for me, and we go to war, and then it's my turn to support you in your war, I'm with you. Right, and we may go down in flames, and I've done it numerous times. Yes, but so it, it, it that bothers me. It, but in Trump's defense, he feels like from this that Mo is not being loyal to him. By whoa, well, back in August. And, you know, in his answer today, I mean, right. I'm just saying, if right. you put yourself in Trump's shoes, obviously right. he's not getting what he wants from Mo, right. um, you know, and it really, it really is turning into this, I can't say little, that word. It's a, yes, yes, it's a, it's, a, little it's, a bit of that. it's a contest Well, I mean, right maybe. Now. So, so in your mind, and everybody has their reasons. I don't have anything against Durant. I don't know him. I don't have anything against Britt. I don't know her. Um, who is the most conservative of the three that we know will be conservative? Because everybody's ads conservative. Mm. Everybody's God and country. I'm a Christian. I'm for Trump. I'm for the Constitution. I hate Al-Qaeda. I'm against ISIS. I don't like... They're all the same. But who is proven to be the most conservative? Well, that's Mo Brooks. Okay, so so the president of the United... The former president of the United States is trying to get the people in the reddest state in the country to not elect the most conservative person. 
yes. because he's mad about something yeah. or that hurts his brand. Well, I mean, if you're going to save the republic, you got to send the people who will save the republic. There's also the whole storyline of that, you know, Washington. There are a lot of people in Washington that don't like Mo Brooks mm-hmm. because he doesn't play well with others. You right. know, and you know this from being a legislator. You can go in and be an AOC or Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, on either side. Right. And you can get lots of commotion going and lots of right. press. But at some point you don't negotiate on the essential things, the, the, mm-hmm. the solid conservative kind of orthodoxy things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should say You that. mean all the things we just throw out the trash with our Republicans? Yes, those okay. things. Like you still got to be able to carry right. a shotgun in your campaign ad and right. do all those things right. that you're supposed to do. But but you do have to be able to interact and, and negotiate and have conversations. And, and so there's something to that. And I think Mo Brooks has a hard right. time doing that. Because I've heard that my, argument a lot. My question is, and I said this morning, like, do we really want somebody that's going to compromise? Because the the conservatives usually lose. Mm-hmm. So I'm not so that sure that's bad, but. I asked people who came in my office one time when I was still in the legislature. They had that same kind of argument. And I said, OK, so what is it exactly you want us to work on together? Yeah. <laughs> Can we hold hands? And, and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I'm like, you, you, we can't just always say. I want them to be able to get along. No, I, I really don't. Yeah. I, I really don't. I won't. I, actually, I'd be fine if they would just stop doing things. Mm. Just give us a break for a while. Quit <laughs> Quit trying to fix everything. But here's so my really question sure. to you. Mm-hmm. How, like, when you really think about it, I mean, Mo Brooks, Mike Durant, we've talked about this on this podcast, and Katie Britt could not be three more different candidates. In Correct. personality, yeah, personality in is, seems to be different. In right. supporters, really, they're very distinct, and I think this polling shows it. But when they get to Washington, do you really think their votes are going to differ that much? Yes, on the on the on really the, when it really, 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 really matters when it's when it's the Washington is on fire and it's you got to save the country. And people are saying, if you don't vote this way, you're a racist, horrible Russian agent. One of those three will go, I don't care what you think. I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to do it right. Because he's already done it. Right. Now, one of the three, I don't think so, because I think they were trained under someone who doesn't do that. Mm. And then uh, the Durant one, (laughs) so I guess I'm going to name everybody, is really kind of up in the air. But he's had his... His fire moment, which was, you're a government contractor. You will vaccinate your employees. And did he fight the fight? Or did he say, well, nothing I can do. I'm a government contractor. So, I mean, I, I, I do think there's a difference. 90% of the time, the votes will be the same. But when the real cutting time comes... Not everybody's up for it. Like when Tuberville votes to draft our daughters, but Mo Brooks doesn't. Yeah. Well, look, there's no doubt in my mind Mo Brooks knew that he would get attacked for not funding the military. Right, and that's exactly So he happened. did the right vote. Yeah. All the Republicans voted that way, but he said, I'm not, I'm not doing something that's going to draft our daughters. Right. Right, and it had the red flag laws in it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, and, pe- and people forget that because if I was on the other side, I would be saying... Then y'all are for that. I would have somebody asking. So y'all thought right. that was the wrong vote. Right. Y'all thought 
girls should be in combat. Y'all thought the red flag laws on veterans should should apply. That's what you're telling me. Right. And right. they would have to say, oh, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that's some pack I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. You mean the one being supported by people out of Washington, D.C. who have somebody they don't want in office. It's it is tough. And the reason I say it that way is because I've been pushed into those corners. Right. Where they're like, I dare you to vote against this. I mean, I had to vote against um, a bill that was supposed to put the Bible in our schools. And I had to lead the fight to kill that because it was exactly the opposite. Mm. It was the liberalized version. Oh, wow. Did, did God really say all this kind of stuff? Oh, my goodness. And it was years and years ago, and it was, a, you know, it was being done on purpose. And I could barely get any allies because no one wanted to be the person who voted against having the Bible because in the school. the headline reads, yes. Scott Beeson, Senator, mm-hmm. doesn't read the Bible the anymore. Bible. Right, kills, yeah. the, kills the bill that would allow your kids to read the Bible in school. Yeah. And I wanted to say, when did these cats ever decide they wanted our kids to read the Bible in school? They haven't done it in the so, last 30, 40 years, and you just, you're shocked that they're now coming up with it? That's the point that you were talking about this morning, that we've got to search for truth. That we can't, mm-hmm. if you put your hope in Trump, you're really going to be let down. If you put your hope in Mo Brooks, you're going to be let down. Like, we cannot depend on these politicians to save us, and it's a search for truth. It is a search for truth, and I also think how many times, first of all, it's a search for truth, and it is a reminder that we have to read. We cannot take what we see at face value, even if it's written by somebody we like. Yes. But also, have you not, gotten into almost fisticuffs with people over their candidate. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when someone else was running, um, Roy Moore was running, and people who were for them or for him were vi- like almost violently for him. Mm-hmm. And if you brought up another opinion that, well, maybe we're not going to consider him. Right. They nearly flew into a rage. And I'm right. like, all right. right. Well, just <laughs> that, like the, some of the people who were against him would fall into a right. rage. That's right. You you cannot do that. They are human beings. That's right. And we are electing them to go down and represent us. Because at the end of the day, you said something really good. We're all going to have to be on the same team. Right. We are all going to have to have our voices heard by the person we choose to send. And right, right now, we're not together, but we will be. And we can't get in fistfights with people right. because we're so tied to our idea and our thinking that we're willing to not even li- or unwilling to listen to another side or another opinion. And then we're going to just be, right. we're going to end up being like the people that we're not for, who won't listen, who blame, right. shame, you know, blame shift, all this stuff. Well, let me, so I'll ask y'all, so like really who is responsible? So, so the ads that are run by these, these out-of-state packs, um, and, and Mo Brooks happens to be the person they're attacking, and they say he's, you know, he didn't support the military. As you brought up, that was the bill that was going to make our daughters draftable. Right. Yep. And um, so whose fault is it that we don't know that that bill was the one that makes our daughters draftable? It's not really the people buying that ad's job to tell us the whole truth. We're the ones who are supposed to go. And we all say it, don't yeah. we? Like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna research the candidates. <laughs> and I'm going to get what Google told me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Good that, luck with that. That's just great. Because, Do the you know, opposite of what Google tells you. Right. So it's kind of Maybe. our fault that we're not really checking to yeah. see who these people are. And, and I'll tell you, when, I, when you were talking about the candidates, I remember one time I was in a discussion with a legislator who told me, look, I always do what the people who got me elected wanted. 
And I was like, well, yeah, we all do. Then I, then I realized what, what they had told me. They told me the truth. The people who elected them, they didn't see the voters as the people who elected them. The lobbyists. They saw the lobbyists and the special interest groups. And I had heard that over and over and over. I always, always represent the people who got me elected or I represent the people mm-hmm. who elected me. I represent the people who elected me. I will always stand for those who elected me. Mm. It wasn't the people. It wasn't the voters. And they were telling the truth. Yeah. This group gave me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. That's why I'm here. Mm. And so that's what we're looking at in all these races. Yes, and it is so important now when we see money from other places. And I'm, not, I'm really, if you're for somebody that I'm not for for the United States Senate, I get, I get it. I'm not mad at anybody for it, but we really need to think about what we're getting because we only get this shot once every six years. And we did the Doug Jones thing. Yeah, it didn't turn out well. Mm-mm. No. And if you remember, Doug Jones was kind of Richard Shelby's fault. <laughs> uh, kind of would be wrong. I'm pretty sure. And I think Katie <laughs> Britt was in his office. I mean, she was his chief of staff. Right. She's not, I don't think right. Richard Shelby takes orders from Katie Britt, no. but I'm just saying it was, and, and Shelby is a huge backer. Of Katie Britt. Mm-hmm. She could have so, stormed out in protest. She could have. She could be a fighter. But here again, it's important. Who are we with and who are we listening to? And that matters in this race is look into who they've worked right. for, who they've worked with, uh, who they've represented, who they've lobbied for. Who wants them elected. Who wants them there. Right. And who are they going right. to listen to? Because it's very hard to turn away when someone has written you a very large check and they call you to say, I really don't want to do that. Right. Which what are you going to do? Actually, mm-hmm. a great lead into our next, what I really want to talk about, it's kind of lobbyist-ish. Okay. E-ism something. Um, with, you know, kind of a legislative update. And one of the things to talk about is what's going on in our education system, school choice, things like that. Um, I have an article. It's on my phone on the floor. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> it's good. I'm going to grab it on podcast. Get it. Get it. I mean, a little text that I got from somebody that but, has a great quote. Okay. So it's talking about, and you would have Are some, women always on the phone? Yes. I mean, we're doing a podcast and y'all are looking at no, your No, no, no. We've, we've got like saving articles. That's where we save it. And also, yeah, because our kids I, I put, may you know, need I put to mine down us. right before I chest Okay. This has that's, to a, do. that's a dad thing. <laughs> this is with AEA. Like, good. This is AEA donations. This is what I have, and I have it on my phone. Okay. okay. So let's talk about the AEA and... Alabama Education Association. Thank my you. My favorite. Forgot about that. Okay. They are the lobbyists for Alabama Education. Okay. In, there was a resolution that was passed by the Alabama Republican Party mm-hmm. that didn't prohibit accepting donations from the AEA, but strongly suggested against it. And warned, and I don't know. And that when was passed that, years ago. That was passed years ago. Okay. Okay. Because the theory and the going conversation is that back then they used to be very leftist leaning. They were Democrats, and they were infiltrating the school system and buying off legislators. The argument now, because I have a list of all the legislators and how much money they've taken from the AEA. Oh, sister. Sister has it. That's why I had to reach down. Just my give phone. us some amounts. Um. Okay. So, so, but here's what's happening. Now, all of a sudden, they're saying that, oh, the AEA what, isn't what it used to be, so Republicans can take money, even though that resolution's still out there. And actually, right. John Wall, the chairman, talked about it. And everybody, it's, it's kind of like gambling in Alabama. It's happening, and everybody knows it, but nobody wants to 
either enforce it or I guess just legalize the whole thing. May I ask a question? Yeah. Is this just like the liberals changing their language because it doesn't fit what they're doing? So let's just change it. Like what's not okay is suddenly okay. Well, when you hear the amounts of money that are going into some of these campaigns, you're going to see why. Um, Number one, state rep Tim Wadsworth, Republican. Okay. $117,625. Sorry. Wow. A hundred and something thousand dollars for a house seat? Oh, my. Senator Chris Elliott. $85,000. $85,000. Senator Garland Gudger, $65,000. Dickie Drake, $57,500. Um, is that the total they've ever received, or is that one-time contribution for this election? Do you know? This says, I searched the public database, added up the AEA contributions to each lawmaker, and here's what I found. Oh, I bet that's the total that's over the years. Total. That's the that's, total. That's, that's a lot. Tommy Haynes, $40,000. Um... Greg Albritton, $30,000. Ed Oliver, $29,000. All right, let's just go on down. There's a few, like Will Dismukes, $25,000. Paul Lee, $26,000. You know what I think some of the legislators are saying? Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Will Ainsworth, our lieutenant governor, $50,000. And there's, there's probably 80 legislators, maybe less, on here. And the, some of the names will surprise you. So what was the AEA's reputation when you were there? When I was still there, I, that, I was one of the people saying Republicans shouldn't be taking money from the AEA because it makes it very, very difficult for us to try to pass conservative education reform. That's just the fact. And, and what I Ding think they're saying dong. now is, oh, don't worry about the AEA because they're no longer the – well, how many hundred pounds? 900-pound gorilla in Montgomery. Because they were. They used to run everything, and they would weigh in on uh, economic development projects, oh, all kind of legislation that had nothing to do with education. They would they would weigh in, and people would vote with them. Um, but they're not that anymore. So I think what some people are trying to say is, well, you know, they're not that powerful anymore. Well, that's how you become powerful. Yeah. You start doing those things all the time. There's two or three groups that I wish Republicans would quit taking money from because they, they do their bidding constantly, and it's because of that. And this, is, this has to do with our child's education. This isn't mm-hmm. like who gets a bid for road work or the forestry, whatever, which is all important. But I'm saying when these senators and representatives are taking money from the AEA, Mm-hmm. And they want to keep masks on your kids, but there's legislation to take masks off your kids, but they've taken $117,000. Who are you beholden to? I don't think it's the kids in schools and masks. Well, that's the other thing you do is you look at, you look at the money that was given and then you say, hey, here's a very conservative issue. Oh, you voted with a special interest group mm-hmm. on this. This was easy. Mm-hmm. This was not hard. This is just for, you know, school choice. This is just let my kid go to, you know, the place I want them to go. And, and the mask is another good one. Why would you be for masking my kid? Oh, you voted with where you got all that money. Well, and the converse is true, that the AEA is not going to spend money on somebody that won't negotiate and do their bidding. That, that's why people get involved in politics. The people who understand politics get involved in politics because they want something or they have a worldview that they want to move forward. 
very few people are have ever given to me when I ran and said, "Hey, look, I totally believe in what you're doing. Your your, your values are right. Go do it." All right. I hate There's politics. just not a lot of that. Now, right. I, I used to get a lot of, because another thing they'll do is they'll give money to people they think is going to win. Hmm. Or as, you're, as it looks like you're going to win, they'll, they'll jump on or they'll do makeup money after, after you've won. And then I would get that. I don't know why I ever give you money. You never vote with us. I'm like, I vote with you every time you're right. <laughs> and That's then, a good and they're their like, they're, yeah, not very, not very happy about it. Wow. But, but a lot of the problems we have are our faults. Absolutely. Because we don't keep up. We don't really know. The the television ad is what we care about. And we've all done it. I mean, I've voted for people because I'm like, I don't know either one of them, but I liked her ad. Mm-hmm. We've done that. So it's, it really is. We've got to become more knowledgeable. And, and that's what things like this show are about, I hope. Yeah. At least make people ask questions and start talking about it. So in, in Montgomery, we've talked about some different issues. This show focuses a lot of, mostly on Alabama issues. Is the legislature making any moves when it comes to actually fixing education or turning back some of the corrupt gambling bills or anything? It doesn't anything? seem like it. It doesn't. It seems like it is. The soup is getting thicker, uh, filled with ingredients that were we to take a bite, we'd be sickened immediately. Um, they're not, you know, we had the Parents' Choice Act mm-hmm. and money got involved with that. And so there goes parents' choice, because what parent, and we've both homeschooled our kids, you've homeschooled one of yours. At least one year, right. At least one year. So if you've done that, you know that the type of education your child receives is a good one, because you know exactly what they're learning. There's no subterfuge. There's no, what do you want to know that for? Right. You know, because you are looking at what they're doing. And you're making sure they do it. And you're making sure that they do it. Or you have, like we've done on Online Academy. And I was in touch with their their teachers frequently. So I knew exactly what was going on. Like the old days. Mm -hmm. But then you have this this idea that parents, and this is why it died, and I don't know that it will come back. You had this idea that they attached testing for the kids who were at home. And it is a big deal. I know right now kids who are homeschooled who play for their local community, which is fantastic. Right. I want them to be able to do that. But they still have to take access classes. And if they want to come from school, from homeschool combined with access classes and and play their sport, then they have to take tests to certify that what they studied was, you know, where the school is, whether it's, you know, geometry, physics, whatever it is. So that kid is not only doing all the work, but then they have to go in and certify that they were doing the work if they want to and come your, to that your, school. And your homeschool curriculum may not line up perfectly with, That's right. with the test that the public school says, okay, in ninth grade you have to have done, I'm going to get this wrong, but geometry. Right. Homeschool might have said, well, I'm not doing geometry this year. I'm doing algebra. That's right. So you're, you're opposite. So the public school system said, well, we'll give everybody this test right. to make sure you can That's play right. sports, right? No, they they're not going to do that. Right. No. For the one person who says I'm homeschooling and doesn't really do anything, there's always these magical situations. We have to make sure. I'm doing my Joe Biden impression. That's a good one. That was very good. We have to make sure that that terrible homeschooler is actually educating that child. I had this conversation with somebody <laughs> when one of our kids was in middle school. Okay. And literally, they couldn't believe all that we were doing. So they brought me to the principal's office. It was for a good reason. Mm -hmm. 
And they were like, wait, are you telling me this is what you do? I'm like, yeah. Like, what did you think we were going to do? Like watch TV, right. eat bonbons? I don't know. Oh, they, they, they do tell people They that. thought yeah. that that's what we were doing. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish all the parents were as serious as you were about homeschooling. And I'm like, really? Because we all are. Like, right. I don't know right. any homeschool yeah. parent. Only the parents whose children were truant and they don't want their children or parents to go to juvie or to jail, mm-hmm. um, which are about three people per district. Right. Um, take homeschool very seriously. Mm-hmm. We're home and the chances because are, we want them to get a good education. If that kid was still in public school, they still wouldn't be learning anything because no, no one cared. Well, like what like Will used to say, we're only learning to pass a test. Mm-hmm. So my question is, okay, but okay, guys, let's with all this like testing and whatever, don't they take the same ACT? Don't they take the same SAT? Don't they take the same PACT, PSAT? Uh, yes. So if you want to see a test that everybody takes, show that test. That's when everybody right. comes right. together. That's it. It's not that I hard. Would have, I don't know. Y'all, y'all may disagree. I would have been fine with saying every so many years you have to take what the national education aptitude battery, yes. whatever that, that national test is. We used to have to take is. it. Yeah. Right. If, if, you, if the homeschool kid took that every so many years and you just bombed, we would know that you're not doing doing anything. Right. But you and I both know that the the hoops are put there, the hurdles are put there to keep children from being able to play sports because so many kids want to play sports. And the and the goal is to pressure you back into the public school system and give you no choice. That's that's, right. that's exactly they what they're doing. Over right. everything. So how do conservatives, quote unquote conservative legislators, convince themselves in their minds that they're doing the right thing by not giving parents any choices. Well, philosophically. I need the devil's advocate here. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, the devil's advocate is that, you know, school choice isn't as black and white as it seems. There are okay. some issues. You know, when you when you live in a district like say Mountain Brook and okay. you pay Mac- Mountain Brook taxes mm-hmm. and you have invested in that community for years and years and years and sacrificed maybe to have your kids there. But now all of a sudden some, you know, hypothetically some random from some failing school, Mm -hmm. you know, 40 miles away could come. They haven't been paying into the community. Mm -hmm. They come and take advantage and leave. I didn't know that was in any of the school choice bills though. That sounds like another one of those. And I'm I'm sure somebody said that to you. But I never knew that we didn't. We never had a school choice plan that said I could go and take my kid to a different district and force my kid into that public school. So well, that's what it is. I mean, they'll no, have, you can go to private schools, right? But I'm saying if that if that school has openings, oh, well, you're saying they could take that student if they wanted to, right? But like, they wouldn't have to. No, right? Okay, right, okay, right? No, they right. could. You know, and so and so right. then the people that have been investing in that community for so long, they're kind of like. Right. Wait a second. We sec, you know, and so it, and I know school board members in the Birmingham area that are mm-hmm. against school choice for this very reason because of kids outside of their district that aren't part of the community coming in. Well, they'll take um, them if they're really fast or good. I at- mean, that's true. <laughs> we know that's true. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, I think the deal is schools do not have enough competition, and I mm-hmm. think that if you are producing a product that you're proud of, then you want people to come. And you want to fight to have a waiting list if your school is that good. Right. If your school says, I'll take 50 kids that aren't from the district. that it feels weird to have people come in because we've never done it. Mm-hmm. But if you look at places like D.C. that did have 
opportunities to go to charter schools or opportunities to take their money and go to public schools. There was a lottery, but there were parents, I think they would sleep overnight. I remember reading about this a couple of years ago to get their kids to a great school. Right. Guess what? Then go ahead and open another school. Right. But I think the one thing I've noticed in all of this and in the struggles we've been in with our youngest is there is not enough competition. Um, if you give competition an excellent education and give parents freedom for their children. Oh my gosh, Katie, mm-hmm. bar the doors. You can't even imagine what might happen, but we're locked into one way right now. And here again, I mentioned at the beginning, we need to adjust the lens. We do not have to be at odds because what the system is set up is now, like with the conservatives that are in the legislature, is they don't, they've put us at odds with one another. Mm-hmm. Things are never good when you're put at right. odds with one another. We are for our children. We are for our communities. We are for good education. How can we best do right. that? Can we, can we ever say yes? Because we're, we're almost last in the country right. in education. I mean, where's the big reform? And it right. can't be that we pass some multi-million dollar bill that says we're now going to focus on teaching kids to read. No, it's math, math. this time. Reading was last time. Yeah. We're going to teach math. By the time they get in the third grade, we're gonna hi- we're like, gonna spend ninety two whatever bazillion dollars to hire more math coaches to go in and teach more bad math, <laughs> and that's what I was gonna say. Is that I mean the the school choice is a great first step, and we talked about it this morning, but there's still so many other issues. Common Core, it's gotta it's go. Yes, teacher tenure, gotta go. Um, local control, we need to bring back local control to school boards like dismantle get rid of the alabama board of education i don't care right i mean can it be worse i'm serious could it be worse how do you come in you can't come in laster than last can you (laughs) you can be laster further than last laster than last i like that yeah why can't we make it more good instead of more better good alabama (laughs) english apparently You went to school here, didn't you, Scott? Well, they didn't have the reading initiative. It really is lipstick on a pig. Like, we're going to, and it's such the Alabama legislature thing. Like, we're going to do this great, look at us. We're going to do this shiny thing and give you school choice. And you'll go from 52nd to 51st. Right. Meanwhile, they're over here and they've set the house on fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't look over here. Look look. over here. Okay, so the, the last question is, I think we could have reform in education if everyone wasn't convinced that their school's good. Oh yeah, that that is like that's like pulling Who teeth. No pun intended. No, everybody thinks all the other schools are bad. Yeah, they think their school their, is their great. Their school is always good. Yeah. Oh, that's that's one of our big problems is that everybody believes their school is good. And whew, let me see. Did y'all want to be censored? Because I'll tell you a story that might get us kicked off. I yes, are you sure. Okay. Please wait. So I was at a. I, I gave names? a. No, 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 no. Okay. It's just, just, it's just, a, it's a true story. Okay? okay. I used to be even worse, maybe at, at hacking people off than Worser. I am now. Worser. I was more batter. <laughs> um, and I was talking about this very issue and I was pushing for education reform. And I said, look, here's, here is the problem in Alabama schools. And it, and it really is, it's a racist thing, actually. So people can go, oh, yeah, say I knew you are racist. That's fine. Not me thinking it, but this is what people do. They say, okay, my school doesn't score very well. On the, I'm not saying Gardendale, I'm talking about anybody in Alabama says, my school yeah. doesn't score very well compared to other places around the country, et cetera, or, or compared to other systems or schools across the state. But that's probably because of those black kids. People say that? that? No, that's what people think in their head. 
when their school oh. doesn't do very well, it must be, well, we have a bunch of black kids. And then other schools say, well, no, it's because we have this Hispanic kids. And then the next school down the street says, well, it's really because we have all those poor kids. Oh, that's so horrible. So everybody believes that their school is not doing as well as it should, but it's because of some outside entity. Or is this one, I know you've heard this one, what's well, because we have so many kids their parents don't care. So, so we, we all give, our, we give, we give ourselves these excuses and then we don't compare. So I was giving this speech. I said, well, let me, let me go ahead and tell you how we compare how white students in Alabama compare to white students in other places. And people are like, yeah. And then I said, oh, and here's the one that's going to rock some of your words. In all actuality, during this year, African-American students in Alabama were outperforming African-American students in those states that I'd used the comparison. I said, so when we try to use an excuse, that is not the truth. Right. And was I welcomed for telling the truth? No. Like you were talking about earlier in the show? No. How about we just have a corrupt, bad setup? We do. I, I think it is, it is built to fail. Right. And destroyed and rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we are throwing more money at education, more teachers, more time and energy, and we are just sinking. Like you can't keep doing what you're doing. And the fix can't always be another 60, 70, 80, $90 million right. project, another do-over. Right. It's just. Well, there are schools that are working and there are systems that work and there are charter schools that work really well. It, it, it's across the board. You just have to go look at, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Look at classical schools. Mm-hmm. They're performing exceptionally well because the thing that they do that I respect and admire is that they expect everyone to achieve. Mm-hmm. I found out in Asian countries, for example, I looked into South Korea, there are no um, AP classes, there are no honors classes, there's nothing advanced. Every single student is expected to achieve. If we had that simple mindset right. and cut out all of the excuses, we might have something. Well, there was a book that was put out a few years ago. It was, I think it was called No Excuses. And it was case studies of all these very successful schools. And some of those schools were public schools in very bad parts of town where they went in and said, we're going to focus on education. We're going we're to have discipline. They would require things like kids to help clean up the schools. They, they, they yeah. really changed the character of how it went and, and were vastly successful. Um. But instead of taking that model and moving it other places, the next place would say, well, I don't want to have to do all that. I, you can't get on to little Johnny, and you can't. So they right. had no discipline. Then nobody wanted to you know, take care of the school. You had teachers that were pushing back because they didn't want to do this. They didn't want to come and do extra tutoring and all that kind of stuff. So it can be done, and it's, I think most of us are just begging to – Let's focus on real education. Mm-hmm. And if we can just do that, we would be successful, but we do everything else. And how about let's tune into the teachers who are doing really well and the superintendents and the principals who are having good results. And let's put them on a panel with parents who are involved and invested in the community and combined so we stop this garbage head-to-head 
having a fight every day, you know, right. over education. Like, let's tap into their creativity and their knowledge. Because I know plenty of people, we do, that are phenomenal yes. at their job. Yes. Why are we not listening to them? Because if you say they're phenomenal, that means the other person that you compared them to is not not phenomenal imagine being good not imagine having right. <laughs> imagine not having um that just old archaic mindset that we all are the same we're not all the same mm-hmm. that's not why gifted. we were created we're not the same we're different to use our gifts and talents in our community whatever that looks like for god's glory and we're different we're hands we're feet we're heads you know we can run whatever it is we're different and our system isn't set up to um, work with differences. They're set to work with mm-hmm. same, and same never goes well. well I agree. I will say, um, Representative Meadows, we're th- I heard that I, th- I think the Parents' Choice Act, because it kind of went away, it was all the talk, um, and then it kind of went away. I think it'll be in committee next Wednesday. Okay. okay. And um, I think Charlotte Meadows has a substitute bill that she's going to bring. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. But it all goes back to the AEA money that I was thinking because that's how the testing got in there because the AEA. And, and, and it's just so gross, really. Like, let's just do the right thing. Right. Let's just do what's best for our kids. Right. Imagine and that. Alabama. But that would be thinking that education is about educating children. No, you're right. Education is a jobs program mm. at, at every level. Really bothers even me in when the they state, say that. Even in it's all not to create, you know, I, when you read some of the bylines on schools around the state or even around the country, and they talk about, you know, getting them ready to work. No, no, we want <laughs> schools in our communities to teach our kids how to think. Yes, and once they know how to think, they'll know what they want to do, mm-hmm. and they'll go do it. Well, once they're taught the, the basics and how to think, they can do whatever job. Which is why am exact, I training them for just, exactly just this right. job? Because I haven't figured right. out what I want to do when I grow I, me up. Me neither. It's fine. You know. Are y'all ready for this transition? Yes. Well, if our schools continue to fail, it looks like those kids will always have the lottery and gambling in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw, Ethel, let's go. Well, I mean, you got to have those kids who think, I'm going to win this time. I'm going to win. So gambling is not dead, but it might be a little more complicated. I I think it's in conference committee. Excellent. That means it's close, though. Do you want to talk, tell everybody, probably most people don't know what conference. So conference committee means it it is, a version of it is past the House, a version of it is past the Senate. Those two versions don't match, so they have to... Oh. Talk about it. So you're talking about conference committee? Yeah. Well, okay. So I might have just lied. Okay. Unpurposefully. Is there, right. <laughs> there's a there's a soul. I, I'll figure this out. It's okay. very confusing, and I think it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. I think Montgomery makes it confusing. There's, there's a lottery-only bill that's in the House. Okay. And then the full casino lottery gambling bill came out of the Senate. Okay. And I think they're like... Let's talk about these two and see if we can work reconciliation. It out. Oh, so they've they've sent it to that. There's a special committee that's just talking about can they get the sides all together. Look, I don't know. People are talking. Right. They're trying to work it out because we're running out of time. I mean, really, after they come back from spring break, we have seven legislative days. So they'll do three next week, three the next week, and then one the next week, mm-hmm. and we are done. I don't know if they can pull it off, but the I think the message is. Gambling is not going away, and I really wish it would. It's so annoying. It's apparently very, very, very important. But here's, <laughs> it, it is important to somebody. It is. It, it, it's important to the 
gambling lobbyists and the AEA. I don't know why I did that, you know. Um, and the special interest groups. Um, and so, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just keep going back to, like, just give it. If we're going to do this, which we should not, at least give the people a decent bill, a decent just setup. Let, just let everybody do it. Why can't we just, we talked about this on the program a couple of weeks ago. Why can't we just do away with the prohibition? I, I think it's a horrible idea. I think the prohibition was put in there for good reason right. because somebody mm-hmm. learned their lesson and said, we're going to prohibit this in the right. future. But let's just let everybody do it. Wouldn't that be easy? Just remove it from the Constitution and yes. then just let the free market yes. hash it just out? Just let it be. And then all Why they have to do, do their only people... job is you just pay your income tax. Yeah. Why or, do all these people have to tax? be up in it? I don't because even Because it's about making people super, super wealthy. That's what and it's only all, a few. Only a few. Only the ones that are chosen. The ones who are paying for lobbyists and stuff like that now. That's what Alabamians ought to be asking for. If y'all are going to do it and you think it's good, let us all do it. Yeah. But they didn't do that with marijuana. No, they did not. I, that was such a great transition. Because we had, did you listen this morning? You are. Three hours. <laughs> you are. You learned something. <laughs> we did. Wow. Did you hear us with Christine Carr? I did not. Okay. So Christine Carr is a friend of ours, but she's also kind of jumped on this whole medical marijuana bill that um, passed last year. It's a disaster, a disaster of a bill. Again, if you want to be for medical marijuana, lots of people have lots of reasons. I mean, do it right. There's a way to do it. This is pretty much recreational. I mean, you can go gamble with your gummies and you're, I mean, it's like we're setting ourselves up to be a disaster of a state. Absolutely. So, one of the things, and this is so common sense, the update on the marijuana bill is that as of right now, if you are pregnant, you can still be prescribed THC and marijuana. Is that a good idea? That's not a good idea, is it? It's a terrible That's idea. A, okay. Don't well, I didn't know. I just people, I mean, I've never been pregnant. <laughs> I mean, you know. Do you think it's good for I'm still working on becoming a be woman. I need to, after. Are you a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. No. Remember the man that became a woman oh, that became a wolf? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, my spirit, if you come in and tell me you're animal. turning into a she-wolf, mm-hmm. I'm going to. So um, so they are working on a bill that would repeal, that it would make it illegal for pregnant women to get. But, but I thought doctors were supposed to be telling you that, because it's medical marijuana, doctors are the ones telling you whether you can take marijuana, right? Right. Right, and right now so as it they, is. So are they letting, are they prescribing it for pregnant women? Well, they can. They can. But so, so, now, so what we're doing is we're going to make it illegal for the woman who is pregnant to use the medical marijuana. Right. That'll probably stop her if we just pass a law. And she's that dumb. <laughs> She'll just call her high school <laughs> dealer. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know if we're fixing anything. <laughs> but I mean, it, but it does show that no one thought about the, the legislation. And it is a train wreck. It's a train wreck. Right now, you can be 19 years old and get your medical marijuana card. You can't buy a beer. <laughs> but you can get your but card you for some get Mary Jane. Right. You can pick up well, the plant on your way home. You might have some anxiety because they won't let you buy a beer. Or you can, yeah, that's right. Can that makes that such reason? good sense. Yes, I wanted beer bad, but they won't give it to me. I can't, can't get I'm so anxious about See, it. That's, that's where we are. <laughs> That's where we are. That's pathetic. That's oh. just, so, I mean, come on, man. 
Come that's on. All I, that's man. all I got. Like, I can't even. Remember when I told y'all that legislators don't even read the bills? We know now you were telling the truth. You were so right. Because I was I was talking to someone who was involved in another piece of legislation the other day, and they said they were pointing out these things in, in one of the pieces of legislation. I think it was the marijuana bill. And that legislator after legislator was like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that was in there. I sympathize. Right. There's so much that they have to do, but it's us. But that it's their I have but an idea. Too, they pass. What them. if we got the bills and we read them to them, like story time? <laughs> Here's what's in the bill, sir, ma'am, and just read it. Like that would be a service. But that you know what's would funny is people. they're yeah. in charge of what bills they pass. Though yes. they don't have to pass but hundreds of bills. They don't like like in the Senate. I've talked to two senators. I have mm-hmm. offered our services to read mm-hmm. these bills, highlight concerns. I read them from right. just like a normal person. Because when you go to the other senator, and you go to the attorney senators, and you think you're getting a wide view of a representative sample of the population, you're really wrong. Right. Anyway. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. You were you were trying to. I was going to offer for us they don't to read, read the bills. To read the, they but we're don't serious. Read the bills. We would. Re- so here's the deal. If I am you not volunteering for that. All right, yes, well, you would be we good. have started no, reading enough. the bills. It's horrible. It's horrible. And I started reading when I started with eighteen nineteen, like actually reading the bills. And you read it, and you're like, for the love of God, is this really in here? Yeah, indeed it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is, guys, gals, if you can't. Put what's in the bill on the back of a business card, the old-fashioned business card, in like one sentence. Then you should probably not vote for it. <laughs> Th- this the, is my litmus test. But they just pass way too many. We used yeah. to we can't. used to go to war constantly on. We want to know what eight bills we're going to talk about tomorrow. And when I was rules chairman, we we made sure that everybody had a twenty-four hour notice. You knew what we were going to do. When we finished with that calendar, I was like. We're done. Oh, no, I have one. I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. We're done. Mm. And which is one of the reasons I was not there long. But, um, but Ainsworth but, but doesn't but run it like that. But it's their fault because they're allowing it. The leadership wants to do it. The lobbyists want to do it because they don't want people to know what is in that piece of legislation. Yeah. And they don't want people, the legislators, to be able to prepare Mm-mm. to fight against it, you know, on. So it comes down to you pass yours, I'll pass mine, she passes yeah. hers, and we'll yeah. pass three, we'll go to the house. And, and, and no it's one knows. the people that mm-hmm. suffer. Right. It is. That is that is the way it works. And it should not work that way, but but it is the way where the pressure is there to do that. Have I ever said that I hate politics? <laughs> you want me to say it one more, <laughs> one more time? time? One more time. One more time. I really, I mean, really hate politics. And yet here I am, just walking right into it. But if we don't, who will? And I'm about to call myself normal. I don't know if that's right. Call Kay. Like, she'll tell you if you're normal. If what? Kay. She's the one that said normal. Oh, people don't. regular. Yeah, regular I'm people, not normal yeah, no. people. So maybe you're normal, but not regular. Regular. Uh, she probably could say Girl. a lot of things. But anyway, I can't believe we're at an hour and four I minutes. No, we got to stop. What? Okay. Who right. wants to? Who wants to? You do. I got to do the goodbye. I yeah. never do it right because I don't remember all the. The locations. Gab and Spotify. Y'all talked all day today for three hours on my show. Why don't, com. Yeah. Allison and just told you this is it. where you can find us. Podbean podcast. And give us a thumbs up or and five stars. Which five is it? star. What is thumbs it's up? It's a five is that star. Media like stuff? on on YouTube, you can give a thumbs up. Uh, okay. Or five stars. Or hey, even better, share it with your friends. Like copy and paste and send it. Send it out. 
and tell people about us. Because when See, we have t-shirts, this is bad. All right, listen. And when we have t-shirts, we'll give them to you. We don't have them right now. Right. But Go we Rams. will. Yeah. Well, you get elected promising t-shirts, so that, that works. You, you know don't what? ever have to deliver them. Just promise. We may them. hate like politics, politicians. but you know what? We can, that is a, I just wrote a check that I cannot, I cannot cash. But that means, yeah, we have to follow through or we're we no do. better than This is why I'm saying it out loud. It'll make me reach out to my friend who does design t-shirts and say, hey, can you give us a When all those people ask for t-shirts, y'all did. did I own it. She I'm owning it. it. I've said it twice That's what today. she said. That's what she said. This has been Alabama Unfiltered. Thanks for watching. Please do give us a thumbs up, the five stars. You can find it at all the regular places. And let your friends know about this podcast if you've enjoyed it. Y'all take care.